0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 731 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and the Rangers have now won five consecutive games after taking care of business at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs last night, beating them 3-1, beating a team that... Had not lost in regulation in any of its previous 15 games. Uh, They also snapped Mitch Marner's 23-game point scoring streak. Uh, Just an excellently played game by the New York Rangers. Just an excellent hockey game in general. You know, fairly low scoring, but I thought this game had great pace to it. And, you know, just a good, clean hockey game. There were very few fist to cuffs or extracurriculars after the whistle. Now, I love a good rivalry game as much as anybody. Obviously, we know whenever the Rangers play a team like the Penguins or, you know, maybe the Devils, the Flyers for sure, things can get kind of nasty, and, uh, you know, I enjoy those games on that level too because it's such a battle out there. This game was a battle, but I thought these teams kept it clean the entire night, and it was just skill versus skill, two red-hot teams playing each other, and the Rangers— Outlast the Maple Leafs, they come away with the 3-1 to victory. We got a lot to talk about. And let me just say, it wasn't that long ago where, you know, the Rangers were just playing flat-out bad hockey, and I kept coming on here and I kept saying, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new candidate for worst loss of the season. Now, during this five-game winning streak, we seemingly after every single one of these wins, have a new candidate or at least a game that's in the running for best win of the season or at least top three best wins of the season. The Rangers have really just done a complete 180 here. And uh, it's just been a joy to watch. I know I I can't be the only one who's enjoying this and obviously feeling a lot better uh, about our beloved blue shirts here. But uh, we're also going to talk about uh, the two goals scored by Jimmy Vesey. Thought he played an excellent game, continues uh, his strong season. Again, if you're looking for Hobie Baker, award winner, levels of production, you're going to be disappointed. But if you look at Jimmy VZ for what he is, just a depth signing this year, uh, he's done a really nice job for this team. So we're going to talk about him, give him some props. Also going to talk about a play that uh, just made me want to see the Rangers win this game even more than I already did in the first place. It was the goal that the Maple Leafs scored, a little bit of a spoiler there, but we'll break that one down in just a bit here. We're also going to talk about a couple of the uh, lineup adjustments that the Rangers made, a uh, game-saving play by Artemi Panarin, uh, Garden of Dreams Night. Definitely want to talk about that a little bit. And Igor Shesterkin coming up money in some big spots in this game. And you know what? Let's go ahead and start with Igor because I don't ever want to get to a point either just like as a fan or as a podcast host or just a general hockey watcher where I ever take Igor shesterkin for granted, where I ever take what he does for granted, uh, he's Obviously, been outstanding for the Rangers pretty much ever since he made his NHL debut. One of the best seasons that we've ever seen last year. Uh, not quite as good thus far this year, but man, he looks like he's really uh, taken his game to a new level recently. And he looks like he's going full Vesna winning version of Igor Shostakovich. he stopped 22 of the 23 shots that he faced last night. And the only goal that the Maple Leafs scored should not have counted. And that's actually the play that I alluded to just a second ago. We might as well go ahead and discuss that play real quick before we turn our attention back to Igor here. Uh, but this is the only goal that Igor allowed, and again, it should not have even counted because uh, Maple Leafs had the puck in the Rangers zone, and you've got uh, Bunting pulling Jacob Trouba's stick out of his hands, and you know, conveniently kind of you know throwing the stick into the corner, so to speak. I mean, hey, if you can get away with holding the stick and pulling it out of the guy's hands, you, you might as well go the full nine yards and just throw it toward the boards or something. Uh, but in him doing this, Truba, kind of an ill-advised decision to go get his stick. I mean, I understand it to an extent because there's only so much he can do out there if you don't have your stick, and he was probably just hoping that his teammates could hold down the fort while he went and retrieved it. Uh, but unfortunately, it caused uh, an opening, and Michael Bunting uh, scoring a, uh, a A little bit of a dirty goal there, tying the game at 1-1. to And that was the play I was talking about that just made me want to win this game even more. Obviously, I want to see the Rangers win every game. But the Rangers were up one nothing. had a good start to this game. And what should have been an offensive zone penalty against the Maple Leafs turns into a game-tying goal. And Bunting's one of those guys, listen, if he's on your team, you love him. If your team is playing against him, you don't like him all that much. Uh, You know, obviously getting away with one here, I guess. If it works, it works. I'd probably be—that's probably what I'd be saying if somebody on the Rangers, you know, did something like this. So I got to be fair here. But uh, be that as it may, this this play really just would made me want to see this team win this game even more than I already did. You know, you don't want to let them get away with that, and you want to see the Rangers go on and get this win, which they did. And like I said, turning our attention back to Igor here, the only goal that he allowed on the night, and it should not have even counted. Uh, but anyway, Igor coming up clutch in this game. Made a lot of big-time saves in the third period when the Rangers were only up by one goal, saving the game on a couple of different instances there. Uh, You had an incident where the Maple Leafs had a power play in the third period, and they had some really good chances on the power play itself. Uh, But the one save here that really stood out was actually just after the power play had expired. Uh, Igor made a sliding save. Going to his right, just absolutely robbed Zach Aston Reese on the doorstep. The save of the night, the crowd was buzzing. You get the Eeyore chance, fantastic stuff there. And it's one thing to, you know, make a big time highlight real save, you know, early in the first period or in a game where you're up by three goals or down by a couple of goals. Uh, but for Igor to do this, uh, I think it was about midway through the third period, if I'm remem- remembering this correctly. Uh, but for him to come up with a clutch save like this, I mean, that tells you why uh, he's one of the absolute best in the world, if not the best. So uh, fantastic save there. There was also a sequence a little bit later where Igor robbed a couple of the uh, brand names on the Toronto Maple Leafs. You had Taveras taking a shot from the high slot. Uh, Igor with a really nice pad stop there, covers the puck. And then just after this, you got Mitch Marner with a uh, partial breakaway, is what I would call it. Uh, a couple of moves on the doorstep, but a pad saved by Igor, and he covers the puck there as well. So Igor was on top of his game in this, you know, matchup against the Maple Leafs. He's really been on top of his game over this entire five-game winning streak. He's really played well for the Rangers, and again, rounding into form and looking like the Vezza winning goaltender that we all know and love. So it's been great to see. Uh, changing gears here, though, I do want to talk a little bit about a couple of the lineup changes that the Rangers made coming into this game. You had off back into the lineup in place of Sammy Blay, which surprised me a little bit. I kind of was at the point where I thought that making Blay a healthy scratch might be a non-starter for Gerard Gallant. Just like, uh, you know, with with David Quinn, it always seemed like making Brett Howden was kind of a non-starter. He eventually made Howden uh, a healthy scratch, but um, it took him forever to do it. And, it, you know, again, I, I just wasn't so sure that Gallant was going to take Blay out of the lineup. I thought he might, you know, pull Brodzinski out of there, pull Gauthier out of there, and uh, fortunately he did not do that. I mean, with Blay, it's nothing against Blay, it's just that... He hasn't really done a whole lot. I mean, let's be honest here. He's on the fourth line. The fourth line's played a little bit better recently, but Blay is not an offensive threat at all. And he hits, sure, but, you know, this game against the Maple Leafs, Maple Leafs not really known as, like, an ultra-physical team. This wasn't really that physical of a game, I don't think. And so, to me, it made sense for for probably Blay to be the odd man out here. And as far as what they were going to do with the lineup, I thought maybe what they might do is put Kraus off on the third line, with Trocheck and with Kreider and then bump VZ down to the fourth line. Uh, they did not do that, though. They just put Krasov into Blaze spot on the fourth line. And then VZ goes on to score two goals, uh, including an empty netter. So I had a feeling, like I said, going in that, uh, you know, with Krasov, doesn't really play a fourth line style game. So it might make sense to put him into the top nine and drop somebody else down. They put him on the fourth line. Uh, but then again, you know, I say that and you look at the fourth line now and you've got Krassoff, Brodzinski, and Gauthier, which is probably the Most dynamic fourth line the Rangers have been able to roll out uh, so far this season. So that's kind of nice in and of itself. But, you know, as far as uh, Kravtsov and also uh, Ben Harper making his Ranger debut, uh, with Kravtsov, he's out there for 11 minutes, 44 seconds, including 27 seconds of power play time. He was actually on the ice when the Rangers scored on the power play, and we'll get to that goal in a little bit here. But, yeah, he was out there for the Rangers' first goal of the night, taking Sammy Blay's spot on the second power play unit. Uh, only Brodzinski and Gautier, though, had less time on the ice than Krasoff, which is probably not to be unexpected. Uh, again, Krasov out there for 11:44, and uh, I'm going to be very, very curious to see what happens in the next game. If, if Kravtsov is going to continue to play, if he'll be out there in place of Sammy Blay once again, or if maybe the Rangers will kind of go to you know a little bit of a rotation here. I don't think they would take Brodzinski out of the lineup right now because if they do, that pretty much means that you have to drop Goodrow from the first line down to the fourth line, and some Ranger fans might be in favor of that. But given the fact that this team is winning and that top line of you know Panarin and Mika and Goodrow is, is looking pretty good together, I don't think that they'll do that. So that alone, and just the fact that Brodzinski has played well, but also the fact that they don't want to, drop Gaudreau from the first line down to the fourth line. I think that's probably enough of a reason why Brodzinski will not be the odd man out. I could see, see maybe Gauthier coming out of the lineup uh, at a certain point here. Maybe Blay goes back in for him. And again, you do a little bit of a rotation here. Very, very curious uh, to see what the Rangers decide to go with. Certainly, VZ's not going to come out of the lineup, not after the game that he just had. And that's pretty much it as far as candidates to be healthy scratches for the Rangers uh, as far as their forwards are concerned. As far as defensemen... Uh, you had Ben Harper, like I said, making his Ranger debut in place of Libor Hayek. I suppose this is fair. I mean, Zach Jones had his chance. Hayek has had his chances this season. Give Ben Harper a little bit of an opportunity here. And uh, Just the fact that, you know, Harper was caught up quite some time ago here and still has yet to make his Ranger debut. At a certain point, I, I think if you're a coach, you just want to throw somebody out there. You don't want Harper to be a healthy scratch for like, you know, 40 games and then have to throw him out there ice cold. So, you know, we'll see what happens there, but it's kind of the same situation that I just mentioned with the forward also applies to the defenseman now as well. Of course, with the defenseman, we know that uh, the top five guys are certainly going to be in the lineup. It really just comes down to Harper or Hayek, who's going to play in the next game. The Rangers have a back-to-back this weekend, so it would not surprise me that much to see uh, Hayek get one of the games and Harper get one of the games, and you kind of just take it from there. We'll see what they choose to go with, but as far as Harper in this game, 12 minutes and 26 seconds of ice time. Uh, Very predictably, he had less ice time than any of the other Ranger defensemen. Uh, He had three hits, two block shots. Uh, He had an early zone clear, you know, a fairly simple play. Won a board battle in the first period in the corner, so that was nice to see as well. Uh, He was out there when Holmberg was left all alone in front of the Ranger net, and that was another outstanding save by Igor Shosturkin on that play from point-blank range. Overall, though, You know, Harper did all right. He had a pretty good hit in the corner at the start of the third period as well. Uh, He did fine. And as we've talked about in the past, I think sometimes for your sixth defenseman, you just want them to fly under the radar a little bit, not necessarily be the reason why you lose games. And honestly, if you don't notice them that much, it's not always the worst thing. And like I said, I think Harper did just fine for himself in this game. And we'll see how the Rangers look to play it going forward. Uh, But yeah, we're going to keep everything rolling along In just a second here, continue to talk about, uh, you know, game-saving play by Artemi Panarin, uh, talk about just a wild sequence of events in the second period as well, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, But first, we just got to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride— Nah, you live nearby, you can make it home okay, it's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of drinking it. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, we just want to go ahead and thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers Your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And I wanted to turn our attention to really, I mean, you could say the entire second period was pretty crazy. A lot of kind of back and forth hockey, good scoring opportunities both ways, good goaltending both ways. Just, you know, again, good competitive hockey. It's just a great hockey game. This is the kind of game that, you know... If you have a friend who's not really into hockey or a casual hockey fan at best, this is the kind of game that you would want to show them. I thought it was just really exciting. Uh, but there was a sequence in particular in the second period that was pretty crazy and actually saw the Rangers take the lead for good at 2-1, to one, a goal by Jimmy Vesey. But it all started, you know, again, it's 1-1 one to one at this time. Really, 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 really long offensive zone possession for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, the Ranger third line was caught out there. It was Trocheck, Vesey, and Kreider. And also the third defense pairing, uh, you had Harper and Schneider, and they were up against the Tavares line. And then the Leafs, you know, they realized how much the Rangers were in dire straits, so they had uh, Tavares and Marner and Matthews all out there against this extremely tired quintet of Ranger players all at the same time. So they were really under fire. It finally came to an end, though. Uh, Brayden Schneider blocked a shot. Rangers cleared it out of the zone. And most of the players on the Rangers were able to get to – uh, the bench for a line change, although it was the second period, so wasn't the easiest thing to do. You get the long change, and with Braden Schneider, he ended up being out there for almost three minutes. Vincent Trocek was out there for 240. Uh, when Schneider finally got to the bench, he, he was, like, doubled over and, like, you know, gasping, trying to catch his breath. Apparently, a couple of his teammates were kind of laughing a little bit and having some fun with him, which is always good to say to see, Uh, You know, obviously the Rangers got the puck out of there and uh, held off just a furious charge by the Leafs there, so you can always laugh about it a little bit more after that. It was also a good time for a TV timeout, just let everybody on the Rangers kind of catch their breaths after that, so uh, that was good as well, kind of worked out in the Ranger favor. Uh, But then the Rangers, they responded with a really long offensive zone possession of their own. You had Truba taking a shot that was stopped. Uh, The puck was loose, and Mika had a chance to stuff it uh, back into the net and Murray got his glove on it just in the nick of time. I mean, Mika was right there, but Murray was able to keep it out. Like I said, both goalies I thought were outstanding in this game, and a nice save there by Murray. And then, kind of just a weird play here, Vincent Trocek broke his stick behind the reindeer net, and... Basically decided to try to play soccer, as Joe Micheletti said during the broadcast here. And uh, he was kind of trying to kick it up to a teammate. Unfortunately, didn't really work. Uh, Maple Leafs took it away. But a really nice uh, play by Igor Shosturkin here. I don't even know if he could really call it a save because what happened was Marner ended up with the puck. But Igor just reached out with his stick and and poked it away from him. So a nice play there. Like I said, Igor was absolutely fantastic in this game. We already talked about him. You know, we started the episode talking about Igor, and yet we're still having, you know, some of his saves kind of creep back in here as we're talking about other things. Uh, But again, just a weird play there with with Trocek breaking his stick. Um, You know, hindsight's always 20-20. Might have made more sense to, you know, alert Igor and have him cover the puck or, you know, try to kick it to one of his teammates quickly. Instead, he tried to go, like, right up the center of the ice playing hockey and, like I said, or playing soccer and uh, just didn't really work out for him. But, obviously, a nice play by Igor to pick up his guy there. Then, the goal that uh, put the Raiders on top for good. This all started with just an outstanding defensive play by Ke'Andre Miller, who I believe is slowly but surely getting better and better and better with just about every passing game this season. He's rounding into form. I still don't think we've seen him at the level that we saw him at the end of last year's regular season and certainly in the playoffs as well, but I do think he's getting there slowly but surely. Seems to be playing a little bit more confident as well. Uh, But basically what happened, he did a really nice job holding his position here. Uh, not chasing the puck, not leaving the center of the ice open, which at times this season has been a problem for this Ranger team. Uh, But basically what happened, the Leafs tried to make a pass. I believe it was Matthews, a backhand pass. And Miller, you know, extends his stick, deflects the puck out of the zone. So a great play there to not just break up the pass, which I'm sure is, all he was really trying to do, but also kind of set the Rangers on their way for a break of their own. Uh, Vincent Trochik picks up the puck in the neutral zone. He very quickly moves it ahead to Jimmy Vesey. Vesey goes in up the right side and sort of a late developing two-on-one break for the Rangers here, Uh, but you have the defenseman going down to the ice and Vesey kind of goes to the outside of him, gets past him. And by this point, you know, I mentioned that it was a two-on-one the player that VZ was going to try to pass to was no longer open. He was covered by, you know, a back-checking player on the Maple Leafs. So VZ, the smart thing here, does not try to force a pass that clearly is not there. He takes it to the net himself, and he roofs it. And just like that, Rangers up 2-1. to one. It's one of those goals where you kind of had to wait to see for sure if it went in. Uh, I, I didn't know for sure, but, you know, I saw the ref pointing. The goal horn comes on. Everybody starts cheering. And the Rangers, just like that, are up 2-1. to one. So just an outstanding play. First of all, by Keandre Miller, and then you have Trocek moving it ahead to VZ. And VZ just a really smart play. You know, getting around the defender who was down on the ice and then not trying to force a pass, which a lot of guys will do in this situation on a two-on-one. Not just on the Rangers, but just players around the league. And instead, recognizing, okay, it's not there. The only thing to do is to try to shoot this myself, and I've got a path to the net, and I'm going to take it. I uh, cannot say enough about uh, the job that Jimmy VZ once again did in this game. Not too bad for somebody who, mind you, was injured earlier in this game. First period, the puck is in the Toronto zone, and you've got VZ, He's in there on the forecheck, and he tries to deliver a big hit. His target kind of ducked, and it was just kind of a weird play. Uh, VZ's leg kind of hit his target. And then VZ went sailing into the boards and kind of hit his head on the boards. Uh, he was very slow to get to the bench. And he might have missed like one shift, but he he wasn't out for too long. Got back out there and then again scores this goal. And of course, eventually adds an empty netter as well. And uh, we'll talk about that empty netter in just a second. But I do want to first kind of keep this in chronological order here today. I want to talk about uh, what was probably a game-saving play by Artemi Panarin. This was not too long after VZ had scored here to make the score 2-1. to one. And, uh, Toronto, again, this is right after our power play ended and Austin Matthews pretty much out of nowhere, puck is along the boards. He escapes with it and he's going toward the net. He basically posterized Jacob Truba, went around him like he was standing still. I'm not going to kill Truba on this because first of all, everybody's piling on Truba right now. So I've tended to kind of lay off a little bit. I have called him out at times this season because I do think he needs to play a little bit better than he has so far this year, but I'll give him a little bit of a pass here for one very simple reason. It's Austin Matthews. He's one of the absolute best players in the world. He tends to lead the league in goals. I think they said he's led the league in goals in each of the last two seasons. Phenomenal player. Very clearly a top five player in this league. This is not the first defenseman that Austin Matthews has made look bad. And it also will not be the last. So for all those reasons, I'll give Truba a little bit of a pass here. But just an outstanding play by Artemi Panarin, who we've talked about this. He's made a couple of plays uh, back-checking recently. He broke up a rush against uh, either Colorado or Vegas hustling to get back. Uh, He had a play the other night where, you know, another strong, you know, kind of a hustle play in the overtime against the Devils. You know, he was in there, got the puck away from Tatar, set up Filippito for the game-winner. And this play, you know, again, hustling back. Austin Matthews has the puck. He's one-on-one with Igor. He's right there on the doorstep. And Panarin reaches out. Good stick check just kind of disrupts uh, Matthews, who never really even got a shot away. So an outstanding play by Panarin there. And as I've mentioned in the past, I love a Panarin, you know, highlight real goal, highlight real pass, uh, you know, as much as the next person. But to see him making plays like this and and just really hustling and being a complete player, awesome stuff from Artemi Panarin. Cannot say enough about uh, the job that he's done for this Ranger team recently. So I figure uh, in just a minute, we're going to keep everything rolling here. I want to talk about uh, the empty net goal that VZ scored as well as how the Rangers defended toward the end of this game because I thought they were awesome down the stretch protecting that one goal lead. Also want to talk about uh, the Garden of Dreams night. Uh, Great stuff there, obviously, that the Rangers do with that wonderful organization every single season. And we're going to get to that in just a second. All right, so coming down the home stretch here, you know, the Rangers— Getting late in the game, five minutes left, four minutes left. Rangers protecting the one-goal lead. And uh, Jimmy Vesey ends up with an empty net goal. The Rangers had a defensive zone faceoff. Vincent Trocek, Uh, he was out there, and you know we've talked about what a great job he's done on the faceoff circle all season. He's at about 56% uh, coming into this game, and now he's even better because I believe he was 9 for 13 on the dot in this game, so that'll only increase what was already a very... Very strong uh, success rate for Vincent Trocek. But a big one here, you know, obviously the game's on the line. You really want to win this faceoff. And big tie-up on the dot, big kind of scrum. Uh, Trocek's, like, down on the ice on his stomach and, like, fighting to get the puck. And eventually, he indeed does win it. Uh, Jacob Truba has the puck, and Truba moves it up the boards, and Veazey takes care of the rest. And I did not realize until I watched this goal again this morning what an outstanding play this really was by Jimmy Veazey. Because Truba moved it up the boards. It's looking like the Toronto uh, defenseman is going to be able to hold the zone and, you know, keep the play alive for the Maple Leafs. But VZ just made an outstanding play here, uh, poked the puck away from him, and poked it into the neutral zone. Great play, even if he did nothing else here. But then VZ chases down uh, basically his own pass to himself in the neutral zone, picks up the puck in stride, got around the defenseman that was there, and, uh, you know, he's going toward the net through the neutral zone. He gains the blue line and then just lets it fly. There was a Toronto player kind of bearing down on him, so VZ had to take the shot from somewhat far away, but he puts it into the net, makes it 3-1, to one, and uh, pretty much seals the deal here. Only a minute and 13 seconds remained at that point, so you're feeling pretty good about uh, the Rangers coming away with the win, which indeed they did. And again, Jimmy Vize uh, continues his really strong play for this Ranger team. Very, very happy to see him get rewarded with a couple of goals in this game because uh, he's been bringing it every single night. Even when the Rangers were playing poor hockey, Uh, He was one of the guys that I thought was always hustling and always skating hard uh, during that stretch there. So, uh, again, really nice to see Jimmy Vesey, the hockey gods, kind of smiling upon him uh, in this game here. And uh, him making a couple couple of really outstanding plays for this team. And, uh, yeah, even before the empty net, I wanted to talk about this as well. I thought the Rangers, their just overall team defense down the stretch in this game was outstanding. For a team in Toronto with as many threats as they have, as much firepower as they have, uh, not a lot of grade-A scoring chances in the last five minutes or so, even after they had pulled their goalie. And I thought Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren really stood out in the last couple of minutes of this game. Just really, really smart plays with the puck. Kind of almost playing keep away. But the Rangers is a team just so smart here. Nothing risky. No mistakes. They played mistake-free hockey pretty much the entire night. Uh, No risky passes to the center of the ice in their own zone. Uh, keeping the puck along the boards, winning the 50-50 pucks, just good stuff all around. There was never really a reason to think that Toronto was going to tie this game. And I don't say that lightly, because like I just said, they have a lot of big-time threats. They've obviously been a really hot team coming into this game. But watching the Rangers play hockey these last few minutes here, man, I, I just felt like they had it. I-, I felt like their heads were in the game. They were locked in, and they just weren't going to give Toronto a chance, uh, a grade-A chance to tie this game. And even if they did, Igor Shesterkin was on top of his game as well. So I just felt really good coming down the stretch here, and I love the way that the Rangers defended in the past couple of, uh, the final couple of minutes there. And then... uh the only other big thing that I really wanted to talk about today was the uh, Garden of Dreams Foundation. You know, it's just, they do such an amazing job. I believe during the second intermission, they said that uh, the Garden of Dreams Foundation has now uh, assisted in one way or another nearly 500,000 kids that are in need. And the thing that I love about this, I mean, there, there's so much to love about it, but it's just the fact that. They help kids in need. It's not necessarily, you know, a specific thing where like kids that are in this situation or kids that are in that situation, just kids that are in need, whatever that might mean. You know, kids that, um, you know, don't have the best home situation or kids that might be sick, whatever it might be. I know, you know, Chris Kreider has done a lot of work with the Garden of Dreams Foundation. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist as well. He's very much involved with them. And uh, I thought Joe Mcaleffy made a great point there. You know, Henrik Lundqvist when he was playing. Got really, really involved with the Garden of Dreams Foundation, and it just feels like the Rangers, as an organization, and other players on the Rangers for sure, have just kind of followed suit and you know taken it upon themselves to to you know give back and help these kids. And in many cases, I know Kreider has done this for sure. Uh, stayed in touch with these kids, you know, in the years that have followed. Not just like one visit to the hospital, hi, okay, bye. You know, no, they actually go out of their way to stay in touch with them, and that's just really cool to hear that. It's a very likable New York Ranger team, and you hear stuff like that, and it just makes it even more so. Um, but to, to just kind of talk about a couple of the kids that they, uh, you know, honored during this game, you had Carlos Smith Shallon. Uh, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's at least what the PA announcer said, so that's what I'm going with. Uh, but he's 14 years old. Uh, he got to dropped the ceremonial first puck for Truba and Tavares, so that's obviously a cool thing. But he's 14 years old, uh, spent many years of his childhood in foster homes while searching for his biological parents. And between the Garden of Dreams Foundation and another organization called You Gotta Believe, uh, Carlos was adopted by his two dads, Josh and Skylar. So uh, just fantastic stuff there, and I'm sure that had to be a wonderful moment for for Carlos getting to drop the first puck there. Uh, you had 15-year-old Liviana Ingram, also from the Garden of Dreams Foundation, she sang both national anthems before the game, did a fantastic job. Uh, 17-year-old Juan Gruyon from the Bronx, they interviewed him uh, during the second intermission and he's a senior in high school. He's done some broadcasting at his school and also uh, has been helped by the Garner Dreams Foundation. And the other thing that I thought was really cool, the Rangers also wore special warm-up jerseys before this game. Uh, they are up for auction at auctions.nhl.com slash New York Rangers. So anybody who's who's looking for that, you can obviously uh, visit that website there. But again, it's just a really cool thing. And I'm hoping at some point I can get somebody from the Garden of Dreams Foundation to hopefully join me on this show. You know, some things are bigger than hockey. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, this is a great example of that. And it feels like, I, I don't know what the Rangers record is on Garden of Dreams night. I think it's pretty good. And I'd have to look back and find out for sure, but I feel like they tend to win. And I'm sure these players, you know, especially those that do work with that organization and those that know some of the kids there, I'm sure they they are inspired by it and probably just want to play uh, that much better uh, when it is Garden of Dreams. Day. And like I said, I thought this was one of the best Ranger performances of the season. We've got an ever-growing list of candidates for best Ranger win of the season after we had an ever-growing list for worst loss. It's been quite the 180 here and just a joy to watch. Just a couple other notes about this game though, before we call it a day here. Uh, So the Rangers in this game, like I said, I thought they played mistake-free hockey. I thought that was kind of the name of the game. They only scored two goals, not counting the empty netter, which, I mean, you'd like to get more than that. But when you play mistake-free hockey and you just take care of the puck and you don't turn the puck over – You don't take too many bad penalties. Uh, You know, Goodrell got hit with an offensive zone slash. That was maybe the one exception. But again, I just thought the Rangers, they had their heads in the game, just did all the little things right, got in on the four check. Just the little things, man. You know, sometimes that's all it takes. Even against a a dangerous team and a white-hot team like the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Rangers just playing mistake-free hockey. Only nine giveaways in this game compared to 29 giveaways by the Toronto Maple Leafs. And that's another thing. I thought the Rangers forced a lot of turnovers in this game, stole a lot of pucks, got some opportunities as a result of that. Mitch Marner was charged with six giveaways in this game. That's what the Rangers did to somebody that entered this game on a 23-game point streak. They forced him into six giveaways. Very, very impressive. Uh, And I also, while we're talking about the takeaways here, Kreider and Fox each credited with a team-high three takeaways for the New York Rangers. One other thing that I wanted to mention real quick here, the Lady Liberty jerseys. We finally got a win in the Lady Liberty jerseys. I I haven't been the biggest fan of those just because the Rangers never do well with them. I mean, that was not a fun era of hockey, the first go around when they had the Lady Liberty alternates. And of course, now they're back and they'd played very poorly in the games where they were wearing those. Uh, I think Kreider was joking after the game that, You know, when they went into the locker room and they saw the jerseys hanging there, he was like, oh no, you know, but obviously they got a win. Nice to see them do that. And hopefully uh, the curse has been lifted there. Rangers going to be back in action uh, this weekend. They are at the Flyers at 7 on Saturday, at the Blackhawks at 7.30 on Sunday. I would imagine we'll see Yaroslav Halak in one of those games and Igor for the other one. Uh, But, you know, hey, the Rangers have won five in a row and I mean... I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. It's no disrespect to the Flyers or Blackhawks. Neither team has exactly been playing very well. It's a chance to potentially run this to seven. You got to go one game at a time and all that. But um, golden opportunity here for the Rangers to do some damage on the road trip. And then to close out the three-game road trip, they will be at the Penguins on Tuesday at seven. Pretty sure we're going to be doing a crossover episode with Hunter Hodes of Locked on Penguins. I reached out to him the other day, and always good talking some, some hockey with Hunter. And uh, let's just dive right back into it. rangers penguins I would say maybe the best rivalry in the NHL right now, with all due respect to all the other great rivalries. But that is that is at a fever pitch, and I, I don't even know what's going to happen when those two teams play each other for the first time uh, since Game 7 last year. Uh, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.